Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Join the conversation on the Ask Sharifa AMA. Ask Me Anything, where Sharifa Hardy and expert guests answer your questions. Press 1 to join the conversation, where we discuss your favorite topics from love, family, politics, career, business, intuition, spirituality, and more. To be a guest on the Ask Sharifa AMA or for advertising opportunities, visit our website at AskSharifa.com. And now your host, Sharifa Hardy. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Ask Sharifa AMA, Ask Me Anything. That's right, ask me anything, ask my guests anything. We are here to answer the difficult questions and the easy ones. But before we get started on today's show, I'm going to ask you to do what I always ask you to do, and that is to post the show, share the show, tweet the show, text the show, email a friend, wake a friend up, whatever it is that you have to do to let your friends know that we are live on the air because friends don't let friends miss out on Ask Sharifa AMA. Before we get started on today's show, which is a very special show, not only is it special because it's this week's TGIF episode, but we also have a dear friend of mine in the studio today, and so we're going to have a lot of fun. So if you're listening to the show on your computer and you like to join the conversation, feel free. Give us a call at 563-999-3603. Again, that number is 563-999-3603. And if you're listening to the show on your phone and you have a question or a comment for today's guest, please feel free to press 1. So today we are speaking with a very special lady, and she's going to share her journey with us. And it's not just a just a journey is a very special journey to freedom at 50 with Hillary Foster. Good morning, Hillary. How are you? Good morning, Sharifa. I am doing fabulous. Thank you so much for having me. You are so welcome. Thank you for joining us. I always talk about um, the fact that I love when my friends are um, on the show because I have so many cool friends, and you especially are one of them because you're doing something different. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey to Freedom at 50, What, how you came up with the idea, and how you got started? Yes, absolutely. Um, well, as most people, when you approach your 50th birthday, and you start to think, wow, that's a, that's a big number. And um, I had had some big challenges in my 40s. I got divorced in my early 40s and raising two kids on my own, two boys. I have an, um, now they're on, my son will be 13, my oldest, and I have a 10-year-old and my oldest son has um, diagnosed with autism and cerebral palsy and he's doing amazing, but that's been a journey in and of itself. So yeah, I just, my 40s were, were really, I had to reinvent myself. I had to start over with really nothing. I, um, 
walked away from a marriage with literally a car. So I had to get a new, I had to get a job. Although I had been a licensed marriage family therapist, I stayed home with my kids. So I hadn't been practicing at the time and went back and started bartending and building my practice. And I then um, towards my later 48, my 48th year, my mom had become really ill and been hospitalized several times and was kind of on that, um, path and not looking so well. And it was very stressful because I take care of her. And, um, yeah, so I just was kind of depleted mentally, emotionally, physically. I just, from like, you know, taking care of everybody else and, you know, who gets left out is, is yourself. So I was like, I need to, um, really breathe some life back into myself. And I had started to, um, discover, I'd always been in personal development because that's just my jam. That's psychology is my background. And I love that. And I'd gone to many seminars and personal development, um, events and whatnot, but I'd always just kind of, you know, get all excited. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to change the world and I'm going to, you know, do all this amazing work. But then I'd come back to my regular life and just sort of get in my regular routine and my habits. And, I started to think about that and um, then learning more about um, just energy and how we're all energy and how to change and shifting out of that by just literally using your thoughts and changing your mindset in order to create that life that you love and get excited to wake up every morning. So yeah, as I approached my 49th birthday, I wanted to do something big and that's where the idea came from. I was going to track my spiritual, emotional, mental journey from my 49th birthday to my 50th birthday, working with Reiki healers and energy healers and psychics and um, just using a lot of different modalities that I hadn't dabbled with before. So it's been super fun for me, which is what I needed was (laughs) I wanted to make it fun. And I've met so many amazing people just as I've opened myself up and become more vulnerable and I've shared my story and starting to do lives on Facebook and shows like yours and other things like that, putting myself out there, I started to realize like I was getting what was I was receiving was so much more. I was receiving other people's energy and meeting, you know, these incredible people such as yourself. And it's been, um, yeah, so I'm halfway there. I've got six more months and um, I'm super excited about all of it. So that's it a sounds exciting. <laughs> it definitely sounds exciting. You can you can hear the the excitement and the passion in your voice. Can you give us a little bit more details about what you're doing? Are you videotaping the entire process? Are you journaling? Are you blogging it? How are you documenting this journey to freedom at fifty? So, yeah, I've been, you know, my intention was as um, to kind of do a different model, like every month have a different topic, but I found that it's just with my schedule and everything else. So I've just been kind of, I've been um, sharing my story. I have a website, hillaryfoster.com, where it gives a little bit more of my story and I've been blogging and um, I do videos. I do a Facebook live that I call 10 minute Tuesday on just a little topic that hopefully um, gets a little information, a little inspiration and, and positive affirmation to get people hooked in. And yeah, so I'm definitely blogging about it. I'm going to, um, it will be a book and possibly a whole course that I'm designing through my work and, and designing a course so people could actually do this work, this similar follow in similar footsteps and work with the people that I've been working with. I share my guides. I call them on my website, my guides, because I'm learning along the way. I'm doing it as I go and I'm learning about it and I'm sharing about it. And all the people that are helping me have been such a wonderful inspiration. And so I want to share them with the world and let people know 
that this stuff really works, that this stuff is real, that energy and Reiki and psychics. And, you know, I think people are curious about it, but they don't really know where to turn. So my hope is that I can get more of that type of work out into the world because the world needs more of it, more light, more, um, more energy, more flow, more getting into um, just being in alignment with, with, with life, with the universe. There's so much good in the world. And I think it's really difficult because most people, we sit in our negative thoughts, we sit in our negative behaviors, we get down upon our situations, and we don't think that we can literally just change them with by changing are so powerful. And it's so amazing because I've watched it happen in my own life. So I know this stuff works. And I want people to know it as well. So it definitely, works. It, it definitely works. It definitely works. Right. So let me ask you, you when you, when you mentioned, oh, yes, oh, yes. Well, I, I've seen so many things happen that people would, um, you know, disbelieve. I mean, seriously, mm-hmm. like things right in front of my own eyes. But when you speak about mm-hmm. psychics and healers and that sort of thing, has that always been a part of your life, something that you're interested in, or was this a shift that happened as a part of your journey to freedom at 50? No, it really wasn't. I've, um, I'm a logical thinker. I want to I wanna see it, then I want to believe it. You know, that's sort of how I've lived my whole life. I'm very analytical. I'm logical. I, I want to get all the information. I want to research it. I want to do all that stuff. So that's how I live my life predominantly up until um, – I really, I I met a woman who was who kind of shared some of that information with me, and I was like, oh, this is really cool. This is so fascinating. And I had, um, unfortunately, right when I um, turned around my forty eighth year was my lost my sister to suicide, and I was that still mm-hmm. is a struggle. I'm sorry to hear that. that. <laughs> yeah, um, it's sorry to hear she's really here with so, you. I know, I know. And that's the beauty of it. It really helped me to work through that, to know that, you know, if we are all just energy and her spirit has just, you know, gone back to source. And so that was really what drew me in in a lot of ways was was being able to be more in touch with the spiritual world and be more in touch with, um, you know, just the universe and our calling and what we came here to do. And I've always felt that I had a bigger purpose. I just didn't know how to share that. I was like, okay, you know, you, again, I got caught in my negative mindset, like somebody's already doing that. Who am I to say this? I don't really know enough. And um, so, yeah, as soon as I got really interested in it and found more about it, I was like, I want to deep dive in this. I want to know more about it. I want to, I want to learn about it. I want to share about it because it's so fundamental in, in terms of how we all are just all the same. We're just here having a human experience. And, and if we realize that we were more alike, we didn't get separate in our judgments and our negativity we would probably all live happier lives so Mm. one of the things that that you said was because what you were going through in your personal situation which is horrible and again I, I definitely um you know my condolences for your loss but many people say that when we are going through a time of grief that's our time when we seek out psychics and healers and readers and different things like that. Um, but other people may say it's also when we're at our most vulnerable, that other people can come in and, you know, tell us all these different things in our, in our group mm-hmm. process. Mm-hmm. Um, for you, mm-hmm. is it something that you, you know, especially being a, a um, professional, meaning a licensed um, family and, you know, family therapist, 
was it something mm-hmm. that you recommend? Is it something that, you know, you were able to combine, you know, into one um, spirituality with what you have been mm-hmm. taught as a logical thinker, if that makes sense? Mm-hmm. Sure, absolutely. No, I, I think that there's, I definitely think there's room for both. And I wanted to incorporate, and I do, and I have started incorporating more of that into my work as a therapist. I think it's very important. But I, I going back to what you said, yeah, sure, when we're vulnerable, there's people that can take advantage of us, definitely, right? There's people who are going to be, uh, no, recognize somebody that perhaps has a, you know, a vulnerability and go there. But so for me, I, I have, I did my own research and I really got recommendations and referrals. And so when I found out that I was getting connected with this group and you're connected in the, in the same group and these people are just beyond like my wildest dreams amazing or like there's people here that are all around us that we don't even know. You, you, you know, it could be your neighbor, it could be your friend, it could be somebody. I think we're all intuitive. And so when you get into that and you tap into and you recognize that about yourself, so like attracts like, right? We're all like magnets. So once I opened that energetic field up for myself, not of doubt or skepticism or fear or, and I wasn't living in that place. And I started to, um, you know, I gravitated and then I attracted that same type of person. So I feel that even though I was in a, a state, I think that you're most, it can be a really good thing, vulnerability. I always had to be super tough. So I, I was the type of person, I'm physically strong, if I'm mentally strong, and I can just do it on my own. Like that was my philosophy. I'm just going to do it all. I don't need anybody, you know, shut my walls down, take care of my business and just live my life and move on. But once I started opening up and I couldn't help but be open and raw when you go through a traumatic event, then it was like, oh, I see the beauty in it. I see, I see that there is so much value in opening yourself up because if you don't open yourself up to the pain, you can't open yourself up to the joy. You can't shut one thing off. You know, you can't shut, you know, oh, I don't want to be afraid. I don't want to live in fear. But then you're never going to experience true um, freedom and light and joy and happiness because we're we're meant to experience these polarities. Don't sit in the grief and don't sit in the the loss or sit in the anxiety or depression. Get help, but you can't shut. I think we're in a society that we all just want to numb ourselves. We want to numb ourselves to the pain. Like I have clients come in all the time, and they they're in such a state they usually wait till they're in so much pain that they come to my office, their relationship is in disrepair and and they're so unhappy and they just don't know what to do, but they don't want to move through the hurt. And I always say like, you know, it's like, you got to go, you got to go into the pain. It's like the, a sailor's analogy. My sister was a sailor. It's like, you got to go through the eye of the storm to get to the other side. That's the safest place really is when you go through it. But we all is a society have been, you know, taught like, Oh, let me just go around it. But you're just avoiding the inevitable and that inevitable crash will come in the form of some kind of, um, you know, whether you hit a major depression or you get to the point in your life where you're just like, I can't do it anymore. You will, you know, your health will start failing. Because inner, like we've talked about, it's like energy, it's being stored in your cells. It's being stored in your body and it needs to have, needs to flow. So you need to be able to release it in order to call in different experiences. So I think, you know, being, for me, my vulnerability has really been my biggest gift as of late through this journey. And I'm recognizing like, yeah, it's okay. We're all, we all have pain. We're all, we're all the same in that. Our pain may be different and we have different experiences of pain, but pain is pain, right? So 
when you can move through that and share that with somebody. And that's why therapy works because you can kind of have a place to let it go, but you have to do the work with this. And so I think the energetic tools are the bonus or the icing on the cake. And I can see the two being married in this way that really can catapult people to that next level where they feel like, Oh, I, I get it now. I know how to do this. I can do it on my own because that's my goal as a therapist. I want to show people how to do it. I don't want them to come in. I don't want them to need me forever. Right. It's a, it's a transitional tool. I want to give them the tools. So I hope that answered your question. It answered <laughs> the question perfectly. It, hey, that's why I give everyone an hour. I have plenty of time for tangent. <laughs> it's what I, I yeah. do. Now, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure, and I'm going to go ahead and assume here, that you did take some time um, off when you went through um, your personal situation. But when you returned to work, was there a change in you? There was a, is there what, did you, was there a noticeable difference in your practice as far as therapy? I mean, because before you hadn't had, um, you hadn't been affected in life as um, personally as you had going through your situation with your sister and your, your, your life in general. Did you see a change? Was it hard for you to help other people when you're going through pain, when you're going through this situation? Or was it a difference where you felt more empathetic and it was easier for you to connect to them, relate to them, and help them? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, definitely. I think so. When I, I, I had to, you have to be clear about your own energetic, you know, boundaries and setting the boundaries because you know, a therapist, you don't want to, you're not, you're not there to serve yourself. But I think in that, when you're healing together, when you can recognize, and I think because I, I let down my wall and as a therapist, you're taught, like I, I come from the school of thought, it was much more psychodynamic, like you're a blank slate and you're just there as, as sort of the, um, you know, you're, you're not really existing in, in terms of the space. You're just creating a safe space for your clients and let them have their experience. And what I really started to shift into was like, no, there is a, a beautiful energetic exchange. And it, I can reveal some of my things. It's not about me, but if I share that I have pain too, that people can't just see me as like, oh, maybe she's got her life all together and she's so perfect and she looks a certain way. And, and so I think when you let that in a little bit in a, in a very healthy you know, way where you can say, hey, you know what? I've been through some stuff too. And I had been through before my sister. I mean, I've been through a lot of stuff. This is, that was just part of the story. I mean, my father had parents divorced. My, my father was mentally ill, bipolar. You know, I've, I've lost people in my life. And so I think it really, for me, was it, it opened me up again. You know, we can go through and we can work through our stuff, but then something triggers us. And, and that's a big trigger, having a, a, such a loss in, a, in that way that it was like, okay, it made me realize, hey, I don't, I don't have much time here. I got, I got a lot of work to do and I got a short amount of time. I got to, I got to get this in hyperspeed. So if nothing else, it really, it really was a benefit for me, definitely. And when you say right, you went we into hyperspeed, when you went into hyperspeed, mm-hmm. um, when, and, and especially saying that you're on a journey to freedom at 50, is 50 or freedom the destination? And what happens once you reach that destination? Sure. No, I mean, it's not, it was, no, it's 50s and beyond. I want to live my, just my most free, authentic um, joyful, fun, present, you know, not that I'm ever going to not experience tragedy or trauma in my life again, but that I have these tools now. I have this great toolbox. I have this, I have these wonderful people in my life that I can go turn to and, and ask for help. And I can say, Hey, you know, I need to clear this, or I can, I can utilize these, um, 
tool, you know, that, that I've been working on and, 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 and people that I've been meeting on my journey. So I feel like it's, a, it's an opening. No, this is just like the next, you know, to the next level. I feel like I'm just getting started, really. It's like, wow, I want people to recognize like 50 is a big number, but it's also not a scary. I don't want people to go, you know, we have these cultural norms, like it's downhill from here or, you know, so sorry, you're 50. It's like, no, I mean, I've, I've got a lot of life left in me and I want to share that. And I want people to know like 50s are amazing. I feel like I'm just getting to know myself. I wish I would have known this in my 20s, 30s, 40s. So if I can share this with people who are younger than I am, and be a mentor in that way of like, you can learn these lessons and you don't have to learn them all the hard way. Then that could be a beautiful experience to share where you don't have to be 50 you, and you could be 60, you could be 70. You can learn, you can change just like that. It doesn't matter what age you are. So my hope is that yes, my journey will continue after 50, but the goal was to feel like um, vibrant and healthy and, and physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually connected, so I can so I can live out my purpose here. Mm. I mean, it definitely is a journey and not a, a destination. But there is also that um, defining line because I love talking to, to to older people, and fifty is not old at all. Right now, you know, people are living to mm-hmm. at least a hundred. But when you talk to mm-hmm. eighty, ninety year old people, they are so fun. Because they don't sugarcoat things, there are free. There's freedom in being able to say what you want to say, how you want to say it, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I always feel like I'm I'm starting to feel my age. I'm feeling older, you know, because as a mm-hmm. as a twenty something year old female, as a teenager, as, you know, young woman especially, we are mm-hmm. we are taught to not necessarily voice our opinions, not to say you know what's on our mind, and we kind of. Um, have to figure out how to be politically correct and how to make sure we say something without hurting anyone's feelings, you know, but as you get older mm-hmm. and, you know, more seasoned, a lot of that mm-hmm. goes away. You, you just, it is what it is. It, it, you know, you call it ace a ace and a spade a spade. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a lot of freedom in that. Um, when you, when you said um, that you, you want to do a book, is that correct? You, you want to do a book yeah. mm-hmm. out of a journey? Absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are you in the process of writing your book now? Where are you with the book? Um, I think I'm just going to take really um, all the different, you know, blogs and things and I'm and putting it together. So it's just more of like the outline at this point, just really, I think once I get to, you know, my 50 and, and have gone back and looked at all the different experiences and how I want to map that out and what's the best way to, um, put the information in. So I'm just using this journey as, as my outline at this point. And perhaps, I don't know, maybe it'll be a documentary, even a show. We'll see. Mm. It's all out there. <laughs> no, that would be a definitely an interesting show because one thing that I definitely know about you is you have a very interesting perspective on just about everything. I mean, almost to the point where the world sees it one way and then it's like, oh, let's talk to Hillary. Let's see what Hillary sees. Let's see what Hillary <laughs> has to say, you know, because you really have this refreshing way of just kind of getting to the core of an issue and making it light and making it fun. You know, you don't, you don't have a, there's not a lot of pretense in you, you know, you're not a, definitely not a fake person. So I think that's wonderful. I think you're someone that other people can can learn from, I definitely recommend that our, our list, you know, our uh, people listen to the show on the computer, visit your website, go to HillaryFoster.com 
I mean, your branding, your image is is of someone who would definitely make an amazing television show. People can watch you. People can learn from you. But you are having fun in the process. You're not like someone. Um, I'm not going to name any names, but you're not a hostile, fix my life kind of person. You're not someone who's like, you got to do this. You fix your life, fix this, do this. You're more like, hey, I'm your friend. You know, I care about you. I love you. Let me work with you, and together we can help you fix your life. And that's why I think just your energy and how positive you are, and plus the fact that you are actually a real therapist, would be amazing to watch. I think people would have breakthroughs and they would come to you and they would say, Hillary, you know, I can't, um, you know, have a a happy marriage because um, I'm just this sad person. And you're more like me in that kind of high, that general kind of vibe. And you're like, you can do it. Let's get, you know, whatever it is, but you are there Mm -hmm. to hold their hands, coach them and let them know that no matter what it is, they can do it. And I think that's wonderful. Oh, gosh, thank you. That was very, I felt that. <laughs> I appreciate that very much. Yeah, that's my intention is really to, um, yeah, do the, do it together. Like, I think in women, we need to join hands and collaborate and inspire each other and lift each other up. It's such a, we have so much power. Women are so, you know, just none of physically be, but we have these big hearts and we want to share them, but sometimes they get stomped on and we've been hurt and we've been, you know, let down and disappointed and, and not to say that men haven't either, but women, if we really recognize that we are powerful together and we can lift each other up and be um, so much more united, it would be, it's such a beautiful thing. I, when I, I've, I'm in a different, couple of different groups and I have met so many incredible sisters and women and I love how there's this movement. I feel like I'm in this movement of women that are all about like self-empowerment and I see the younger generations especially because you know with social media and the internet and all these you know boss babes and you know women and and everybody's out there and they're doing their thing and I I love when I see women just cheering other women on and saying yeah you got this girl I hear I'm here to support you because when one of us rise we all rise truthfully if the world you know couldn't exist without us women and we need to be more for each other than against each other and and let's be more positive and let's say hey we all have a shared experience i'm not here to say like you know i'm better than anybody i'm just like everybody i want to you know we all want to love and be loved that's what we're here for so if we could open our hearts up and say hey i got you i got your back girl we're here in this together then i think more people would be willing to open up and not be so close and share it and like keep their secrets and like, Oh, I'm really in a bad relationship. I'm in this toxic relationship, but I won't want to tell anybody about it because I'm afraid what they're going to think and who's going to like be my friend. I know when I got divorced and it was like, Oh, I'm a marriage family therapist. That doesn't look so good. But then I got over it and I said, Hey, everybody goes through their, whatever they go through. And that was a lot of it was out of my control. So I had to just be like, Oh, you know, right. I'm okay. Well, I'm, I'm single. I'm <laughs> I'm a single marriage family therapist, but that doesn't mean I can't, I've been married. I can't, you know, empathize. I can't help you. I have the skills. I have the education. And now I have these new tools that I can use that I think are so much, you know, just a wonderful add on to every, like what knowledge that I have, but when you can use your energy as well, like you were saying, it's like an energetic when you're in the room with somebody that gets you fired up. Like, that's a beautiful thing because you get empowered and you're like, yes, I can do this. And now I feel like I have somebody who can support me. And we, you know, we can all heal together. 
You're definitely correct. I mean, just almost everyone that I had have had as guests on the show has been saying the same thing. People, the news, the media, everyone is really saying mm-hmm. the same thing. As a society, mm-hmm. we are going through a shift. We're going from, mm-hmm. if, um, especially the show that I did with the Wellness Leadership Academy when I had Marcus and Andy as guests on the show, we talked a little bit about the shift in humanity. And part of that shift mm-hmm. is we are going away from the more masculine approach and more of the feminine approach, you know, because we have tried, you know, the wars and the fighting and the arguing and doing things by simple brute force, you know. Now it's time to Mm -hmm. heal ourselves. It's now time for us to to be, be strong, be powerful, but do it in a little bit more loving way, to do it more in a way that's caring about other people, about humanity, not just let's eradicate everyone, but how can we heal Mm -hmm. everyone? How can we love everyone? How can we help everyone? And that's the more feminine approach. Um, Society also is tired of, you know, a lot of the male-dominated ways, which is why you have the huge rise of the Me Too movement and a lot of, um, you know, men, masculine energy being removed from control because people are just simply saying enough. That's we choose mm-hmm. not to go this way or grow this way or operate this way. So I believe what you're showing, what you're feeling, what you're seeing, and what you're moving into is a part of this universal shift. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, definitely. I think you know. I feel like I, yeah, I definitely had an awakening, and I feel like I'm wa- I'm waking up, and I'm waking up to this energetic um, pull towards the light, being the light worker and sharing the light and not the darkness. We live in a fear-based society and that's where the control is. And sometimes I think, you know, that's where when you speak of the masculine and the feminine, I think it's just this dominated fear-based society that is, you know, really throughout the world, the more fear we create, the more people will be controlled by it. Right. One, one thing I suggest for everybody is just a simple tool is turn off the news. Don't, I'm not saying be ignorant, but don't listen to, I, I know that like, People just take in so many negative messages constantly throughout the day. And we, our subconscious mind is just a big supercomputer, right? So it's taking in all this information unbeknownst to us, all this negative energy, whether it's the news or, you know, somebody's feed on Facebook or we're, we're constantly getting these messages and it's very, and that's what keeps us in those lower vibrations energetically. So it keeps people right? Under control, under this masculine type energy, we're, we're all a little, we're all afraid. We're afraid to speak out. We're afraid to speak our minds, speak our truth, whatever that may be, because we're going to be rejected or left behind because safety is such a primary need for human beings, right? We need to feel safe. So when we don't feel, when we feel threatened, we're going to be in attack mode. We're going to be, we're going to attack our neighbors. We're going to attack our people. It's like, nope, that, because we don't really re- realize there's plenty for everybody. The universe is abundant. There's masses amount. And the more you, the more you give, the more you're going to energetically receive, right? So wherever, wherever attention goes, energy flows, which I love that saying, because if your attention is in a negative mindset, you're going to call more of that into your experience. So you're going to keep attracting bad things happening to you. People don't believe that right but it could be in the but the reverse is true so if you start to think more positive thoughts and loving thoughts loving thoughts to yourself and being more kind and gentle to yourself and to your loved ones and everybody else you're going to start to see that shift and I really did that like I live with I take care of my mom who's 86 and and 
love her, bless her heart, but she's a very negative person and she's very fear-based. She's afraid. So she lives in this, and so I'm, I'm around it every day. So I have to be very careful and protect my energy. And I, you know, that's what I love about this to learning new tools, how to protect my own energy, because we all have an energetic field and we're taking that in. And so how can I protect my energy? So I have more to give for my loved ones and being more positive so people can just really even just see small shifts in their life where they can just cut out, you know, I know we all have toxic people in our life, but maybe don't, maybe don't hang out with them so much. Maybe don't call them as often. Maybe say, hey, you know what, I love you, but I, I can't listen to that right now. And I had, I had a client, um, I still do, and it, it was interesting. They came in for couples counseling, and I started sharing this with them. I said, you know, just they watch the news every morning. I said, okay, if you just stop watching the news, they got a, they made a vision board. And this guy, he literally took it to the, the next level. I was so impressed. He's like, oh, my God. You know, he was a negative. He was in a, a field that was a very masculine, negative, dominated um, energy, energy. And he's like, he went, like, doesn't watch the news. I look at my vision board every day. I meditate. And his whole life and his whole relationship changed because he did those things. So that isn't proof. And I love watching that. I love when people go out and they use the tools and they're like applying them in their life because they work and they're easy. That's the thing is they're easy. I mean, what's easier than sitting quiet for five minutes and and just being with yourself and saying loving thoughts to yourself. There's not probably not that's much easier than going to the gym and trying to work out. So that's just kind of right. I probably again got off on a tangent, but yes, I I agree with yourself. No, everyone does it. Yeah, and the world is everyone does it. Love and I love being a part of it because now I recognize other people who are wanting to do this work, right? So it's like, oh, I recognize you, sister. Oh, I recognize you, brother. Oh, okay, we're all in this together. Let's do this, right? So the more people that wake up, the better. You are amazing, Hillary. You know that, and and you mm-hmm. just proved my point, and I love it when I'm right, which 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 um, <laughs> you just showed because. You are so honest. You have you. If if I have ever in my life met someone who was just completely honest, no sugarcoating, just straight, no chaser, just that's you. There are not many people, not many women who would would even verbalize to anyone, let alone on live um, radio, about their mother being negative. And that's amazing to me. But that has to be very um, difficult and very healing. I know especially growing mm-hmm. up, you know, sometimes we think, you know, our mother's just mean, she's just this, she's that. Mm-hmm. Um, was there like a moment or an actual awakening where you actually mm-hmm. said, you know what, it's not me, it's you, mm-hmm. and this is how I'm going to handle mm-hmm. this situation? Because that's difficult. Our mother, the mo- mm-hmm. you know, hey, it's Mother's Day weekend. Happy Mother's Day to yeah, all the moms right. out there. Yeah. You know, but our mom is that one person that, you know, if we were to say that to, you know, maybe, you know, family members, you know, our mother is negative, we, they would, you cannot speak about a mother. You cannot say a mother is negative, especially your mother. That's taboo. You don't do that, you know, but <laughs> they, you don't. Like, people will just, like, oh, my God, you're a horrible person. You know, how could mm-hmm. you say that? Sure. And it's not about mm-hmm. the, the, the situation. It's just simply, mm-hmm. you know, because I understand. I can relate. My mother and I have had mm-hmm. a very um, difficult, you know, situation to even where when I was living with her, she called the police to have me thrown out. You know, so many things mm-hmm. that have happened. Mm-hmm. But no matter what, people were like, no, 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 
you can't say that. You know, and I wasn't being mm-hmm. negative or cursing her out. It's just, can't, can't say that. Your mom, she's your mom. She can't, you can't say she's negative. You know, it's like a mother mm-hmm. is untouchable. I'm so glad we went this way on the show, Mother's Day. Well, what are you yeah, thoughts? That's, well, that's, how, isn't that how that, like, just, the, I know, right? It worked out. It worked out. Yeah, the mother, the mother issue is big. And there's, it's for a lot of us women. I have a, a challenge, I'm going to say it, I have a challenging relationship. I love my mom. I love her, but mm-hmm. we are so, so different. Like, we're just super different. And, and I, I recognize, and I've, I've done my therapy, and I did a lot of stuff, but when things started, yes, when things started, I started having a shift in recognizing, like, that, and I've always known that. I'm like, that's your stuff. But I didn't, what I didn't recognize was the difference was I was taking her energy on. So that's for me where the biggest part happened, where I can still love you and I can, you know, wrap myself in a golden light and a big bubble and I can go in there because, you know, I do, like I said, I I take care of her. So um, we interact a, a lot. So I really have to be protective of my energy and say, I'm sorry that that's, but you know, this is, that's your stuff. And I, I know I can, I can hold your hand and I can be a support, but I can't, I can't do that for you. And I, do, I think my mom doesn't, that's not her work in this world to heal that wound for herself. Maybe that's the next experience that she has or, or whatever that is. But for me, I, I do want to heal that wound and I'm working on that one where it's a, it's a tough one for a lot of women. I, I didn't even want to have girls because I was like, I'm glad I had two boys. Cause I was like, man, I was a, I was a tough teenager when my parents got divorced. So I blamed everything on my mom because I was very close with my father I was, 11, it was around 11 or 12, a very critical time in that pre-adolescence time frame. And, and I carried a lot of anger and resentment, and I've had to work through that, and I've had to really let go. And, and my mom is a secretive person. She doesn't talk. She wants to know about all your business, but she doesn't share hers. So it's really I've learned through my own vulnerability and my own sharing with my, with my friends and now, now sharing publicly that I, in order to heal this wound, we, we do have to let go of, those, of our secrets in a way. We might not have to share them on Facebook or in a blog, whether you write them in a journal or you share them with yourself, but they need to be let out because, again, it's that energetic field. Oh, I don't want to say that like you're talking about. Oh, I can't say something bad about my mom. What will people say about me? But if you don't rec- just really being honest with, even if it's with yourself, like, I don't, you know, if that's this conversation you have, like, I don't like my mother. I love my mother. I, I wouldn't personally, I'm just saying, like, I, w- I, I love her and I love my mom. But some people might go, I don't like my mother. And that's okay. Because what is the lesson in it? How can you heal your wound? How can you um, come back? Because all of these family of origin issues, every issue you experience in your childhood, your relationship with your parents, your mom, dad, whether they were present, absent, whatever that is, affects you today. It affects your relationships. People don't realize that. It's like we marry somebody who's very similar to one of our parents or amalgamation of the two of them. So we're cause, because we're attracted to that because it's familiar, you know, and people always are curious why somebody who grew up in an abusive environment would marry an abuser because that's all, you know, that's familiar. We're going to gravitate over here. What's familiar. So if my mom, I, I did the same thing. I, att- I attracted a partner who was negative and, you know, controlling and a lot of the similarities. I was like, wow, I married my mother and I, you know, I even have some of the skills and tools. So if we don't make what's, you know, our subconscious conscious and recognizing these patterns, we are destined to repeat them. You're, you're not, you know, people go, oh, well, I'm going to get divorced because that person doesn't make me happy anymore. Well, if you don't do the work, 
I guarantee you that next marriage you have, that next relationship you have, it may look different. It may feel a little different at first, but guaranteed you, you're going to get into those same type of patterns because we're just, we're, you know, our brains work that way. We're wired to do the same thing to try, you know, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over, trying to get a different response because we're just trying to, our brains are trying to make sense of something and they don't know how to do it. So in order to, you have to break that pattern and recognize the pattern, whether it's just even saying it out loud or admitting to yourself, that's how you feel. And then doing the work in order to heal that wound. That is information. People need to hear you. Visit HillaryFoster.com. Visit the web. Because like I said, your honesty is just so refreshing. You know what I mean? In Arabic, Sharifa means honest or of honor, you mm. know. And I mm-hmm. always try to, to speak the truth and tell the truth at least as I know it. But what happens mm-hmm. is, is it's a shock to some people because they're like, I can't believe you said that. Like, how could, I'm like, but it's mm-hmm. the truth, you know. And one of the things my ex-husband used to tell me, he would say, but it's your delivery, Sharifa. It's, it's not the message. Mm-hmm. It's the delivery, mm-hmm. you know. And I was like, okay, well, I work on the delivery. But ignore the delivery and focus on the message, you know. And so you hit it. The, I mean, everything you said was just literally hitting the nail on the head. I want you I want people to see you. I want people to see you mm. everywhere, you know, because they have to see you help other people change their lives. One of the things that you touched on was that some of these situations are familiar. And I have this conversation mm-hmm. with people all the time because people don't always use the term familiar. What they say is that's normal for them. And people don't understand mm-hmm. that what's normal for you, you know, in your world, Hillary may be a completely different world for me. You know, that may not be mm-hmm. normal for me. And we always forget that. You know, when you have a child who maybe their whole family, their father, their mother, you know, their uncles, aunts, cousins, you know, are are hunters, it may be normal for them to walk in the house and there's a, a shotgun sitting on the kitchen table. You know, that's normal for them. However, you have other people who never saw a gun, never touched a gun, and and will walk into a room with a shotgun sitting on the table, freak out, call 911, you know, and cry bloody murder. But it comes down to, you know, what's normal for us and how we see the world. And so so too often we don't have someone that we can go to and we can talk to and say, look, Take a look at my life. Let me sit down with you for a minute. Let me talk to you for a minute and help and help me get you to help me see my world and what's familiar, what's normal, what's what what is good, what isn't bad. And at the end of the day, what's true and what's real, and that's what you're able to do. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, what's normal definitely for one is, is, and we become desensitized to it, right? So we, we just think that that's the way everybody is. And I think for me, the lesson was having a child with special needs is like, that is, you know, if you want to say to people looking at somebody, that is like, not normal, you know, and I'm like, but there's such beauty in like, not being normal or being the norm. And whatever your experience is, it's, it's okay. It's, it's going to be, you know, you just have to be able to take a look at it objectively, like you're saying, having somebody, here's my life. I, you know, you know, as a healer, as a psychic, and you have these abilities and sometimes we can't be objective of, you know, I don't think sometimes we can't be objective about our own lives, right? We're in it. So you, you need to have somebody to be able to take it, whether it's a therapist or energy healer or, you know, some type of person that can give you 
just that ability to kind of take, well, let's go, let's lay it all out there. What, what's working for you? What's not working for you? Let's make some changes here or there. You know, you do that with businesses. It's the same thing with your life. Your life is this one precious gift that we have. And don't sit in these, you know, same old habits and patterns thinking that you can't change. Seek out help. We all need help. That's the thing about it. Nobody is immune to that. You know, anybody who, if you look at somebody who is a, anybody who's a mentor or six people that we might look up to as successful, it's like they've had help getting there. They've had people along the way. I always make the analogy, like the, our most precious thing we have in our life are our relationships, whether that's our relationships yes. with ourselves, with our relationships with a partner or our family. But it's the one thing that people don't take to get help with, right? It's always like people look at therapy as negative. Oh, I don't need therapy. I'm good. I'm good. I don't need therapy. And people come, you know, kicking and screaming. They bring their spouse in. And they're like, okay, let's deal with it. But they wait. But it's like, why would you not? We're not taught these things, right? You grew up in a family a certain way. And I grew up in a family a certain way. And we bring those that, you know, as you said, normalcy or familiarity. And we think that's the way other people should operate. So if we don't have somebody teaching us the tools of like, hey, maybe have you ever thought about this? When I share with people, you know, just getting to know their partners and saying, hey, this is how they're coming at it. This is where they're looking at the picture. Nobody's right or wrong here. It's all about perception. Your perception is how you look at the world. And you need to be able to look at your partner and just say, hey, that's really interesting. I didn't know that you saw it that way. I will work like your, your ex said, you know, Hey, sure. If it's your delivery, like, and you could say, Hey, I, I appreciate you saying that I will work on that. That's all it's, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't make you, it's a different way of saying, Hey, you know, like, Hey, this is because we're in a relationship together. I need you to do X, Y, Z. When we can have those conversations and open up those channels and then we can actually heal ourselves in our relationship. That is the, for me, that is the goal is being able to be healed within a relationship because that's where we get triggered. And then that's where the, the, you know, if you are in a loving, soulful, connected, aligned partnership, you can really do some magical things if you have some, probably need some help along the way. (laughs) Yes. But see, with you though, is you're so, like, I don't know what a therapist looks like. Look, I'm all over mm-hmm. I don't know what a therapist looks like. <laughs> but what I do know is you don't look like a therapist. You know, you have this personality where you're just like bubbly and you're their friend and you, you just like to talk to people. You know, you you are so approachable, relatable, that it makes working with you that much easier. I mean, it, I believe that it's really your relatability is really one of your biggest gifts, you know, because if a person can't relate to you, then they're not going to tell you their problems. They're not going to feel comfortable, open up to you. They're going to feel as if you're judging them and that you're basically just kind of there for that time. You know, I'll give you an hour and you pay me, but yet I'm not really trying to understand you as a, as a person. You know, because some, I love therapists. I love healers. I love readers. I go talk to them all day, every day. And it's because I can look at my life and I can say, okay, yeah, the last five guys I dated were complete jerks. But maybe I just attract jerks. It's not until someone else comes in with an open mind and can actually look at the pattern and say, okay, mm-hmm, not only do you like jerks, but do you see how you're setting yourself up the only type of guy that you go out with is the guy who, you know, does this, this, and this. And the other person is like, oh, my God, that's the pattern. 
So sometimes it's easier for other people to look at something from the outside, from the entire picture, and see the pattern as opposed to us seeing the pattern because we're so close to it. And I think just how relatable you are to me is, you know, you're very intelligent, very eloquently spoken, but you're relatable. And I think a lot of therapists miss that. They sit away kind of far removed from the person, if you know what I'm saying. Mm, yeah, no, absolutely. Yes. Well, thank you. I appreciate that very much. That is that is my hope. I really, I feel that, you know, being in your authenticity and being your most, you know, present self is really where the magic happens in the in the therapeutic relationship. And, and I think, you know, again, going back to my schooling and what I was taught was, it was not those things. But as I shifted through, you know, I've been, a, I've been licensed for, gosh, 17 years. And although I didn't practice it all the time, you know, I had that therapist mentality, like, okay, I'm going to go to my office and, you know, I'm gonna put my therapist hat on and I'm just going to do my thing. But as I started to do my own work later on, I'd done, you know, throughout my life, I've done different types of work, but as I just opened up and like, it goes back again, what I said earlier, just when I opened up and became vulnerable and it was just like, like just, it definitely shifted energetically. I think, you know, that's what people want to see. They want to know like, Hey, Oh my gosh, again, I'm not, I'm not here to just tell you what to do. I'm here to support you in this. I'm here with you. I've, I've traveled this path. I get you like, I got it. You know, I may not have the same experience, but we've all had similar shared experience, whether it's, you know, grief, loss, heartache, you know all of it we've all had you know you don't get to be almost 50 and not have gone through some you know stuff <laughs> so thank you for that I appreciate it right I was gonna say you know I didn't know I was like can I no. <laughs> yeah you can we've all been through our shit okay. we have you know <laughs> yeah. but you're 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 just I mean you what you do well you can do that all the, I mean to, all the way to the bank because you're a friend that um, sends a bill, you know what I mean? You're a friend with an invoice because talking to you <laughs> and, and being with you is like you don't even understand or think it's therapy, but on the, on the um, being able to, um, you know, say, to give you that respect, though, you know what I mean? There are so many people out here who, can, who just want to help everybody and tell them what to do, but they don't necessarily have the, the licenses and the requirements. Everybody wants to coach and consult and teach, and, but do you have the degree behind you? Do you have the education behind you? You know, and I'm not knocking anyone else. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. I don't have degrees, but I don't, you know, I'm not a, a, a family counselor or family therapist either. You know, so to be so loving and relatable, but yet have the education behind you, I think that's so powerful. I think that's one of the most powerful things about you to me is that, okay, yeah, everyone sounds good. Everybody can tell you, oh, yeah, Sharifa, I think what you should do with your life is focus on you. But then it's like, okay, maybe they just pulled that out of thin air. But you, you're like, okay, well, this is what Hillary said. And Hillary knows what she's talking about. Oh, thank you for that. I think that's why, you know, I, you know, we're similar in that. And I think that's why we easily connected, which I just loved what we, you know, it, it was such a natural um, friendship that we just 
was formed really easily. And I love that because I think we're similar. I think the more authentic you and but it goes back again to the same thing I've said many times on the show is just that you're, you're going to attract like energy, whatever you're putting out there, you're going to get that same in return. So I'm just going to show up as me. I'm going to do my thing. If somebody, you know, it resonates with my message with my work, then I just want to, you know, heal and help as many people as I possibly can. I wanted, I've always been somebody who was, I'm an empath. I'm like, I want to help the people, but I, I see that, you know, and doing my job and I love having a private practice and I love seeing clients face to face. And then I, you know, when I started this journey, I was like, I want to share this message in a bigger way. I think the world, you know, like you said, energetically, it drew me in, in the way that it's like, hey, let's get this message out to more people. More people need to hear this. You have a beautiful, you know, this show, this avenue, this outlet for you, and you're, you're doing a similar thing where you're sharing people's work and you're getting it out there to more people. Because, you know, there's so many different outlets out there, radio, internet, you know, we can become like little, you know, like a, I'm like a squirrel, like I want to go over here and then I want to go over here, but where can we get this bits of information? Like you said, share with your friends. If this, if this message connects, you know, to your heart, share it with somebody who, you know, might need to hear this right now because there's some, I get so many messages from my Facebook when I do my lives and a lot of it ends up being private message because people don't want other people to know. That's the thing. It's like, Hey, Oh my God, you're, thank you so much for sharing. Just you hearing you being able to put yourself out there. It makes me feel like I can do it too. And I get messages all day long. And that's for me is where it's like, okay, I've, I've hit a nerve. I'm do I'm on my right path. I'm doing what I need to be doing. I'm showing up in a bigger way. I'm, you know, doing my part in this planet of raising the vibration. And, and I really just want to be, you know, a, a sense of healer to know that there's such a beautiful, wonderful, amazing universe. And I want to experience all of it as much as I possibly can, you know, hopefully I get 50 more years. <laughs> I don't want to miss any of it. So, Absolutely. You're going to be here for a while. You, you're going to be here for at least <laughs> another 50 years. But let me, I want to talk yeah. about being vulnerable. How how was it for you to step out and start your ten minute Tuesdays? What how was that? What was that like for you? Did it take you some time to actually do it to build up to it, or was it just simple, easy? Hey, I'm gonna do a Facebook Live ten minute Tuesdays. Mm. Let's get it done. How was that process for you? Mm. Yeah, no, it wasn't easy. No, definitely, I don't think when you push that live button, I get I get you know butterflies and lumps in my throat every time I hit the go live. So no, it took some practice. I, I practiced and I, I practiced in my office and myself, and and I still need a lot of work, definitely. But that's okay. I think once I just started like caring less about what I, you know, what I look like, how I sounded, I'm gonna mess up. I'm gonna say things that perhaps you know repeat myself or get on a tangent, but. Um, yeah, so when I started my journey, my intention was to do um, a, a longer Facebook Live, and I thought, you know, I don't know, and then I, I stopped. I started because my, my birthday is in October, end of October is when I started, and I did, um, I had my soul walk, and I did my video with um, Dr. Lara Romero, and I shared that, and then that was when, it, then going into November and December, you know, the holidays, and I got a little off track. It was the anniversary of my sister, and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I really, this is a lot. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I don't want to show up. It's hard. I got into my own head. My, you know, limiting beliefs kicked in. My resistance kicked in, and and then, um, like I said, I'm I'm connected with many different supportive women, and I went to um, a retreat back in March, and I was like, you know what, something just clicked, and I was like, you know what, I can do ten minutes. I can talk for ten minutes. I'll show up ten minutes every Tuesday. I'm going to be consistent. 
you know, people will get used to me being there, whether nobody watches live or people watch it on the replay, I'm just going to show up. And so I just did the, um, you know, I just, one day I decided, and that's really all it takes is that you can make a decision in a snap. I, it wasn't easy, but I did it. And that's, I had to work my way up to it. But once I decided, I'm there. That's beautiful. Now, Hillary, we're coming down to the last five minutes of the show. And what I like to do oh my God, that was like every so show. Fast. <laughs> I know. And we didn't even have a, a commercial break. You see how much I love you? I'm like, I ain't even going to stop. I love you. This is oh, getting yeah. too good. You know what I mean? I usually have to pay the well, bills, but I'm back, like, this is. Yeah. We, we have five minutes left. All that other stuff. Okay. That's, I know. That's, we'll just have you back. And we solved that problem. We'll come back and we'll talk about health. We'll talk about a whole bunch of other things. I never know where the conversation is going to go. But if you'd like to right. talk about health, I'm gonna, I'll give you the last five minutes. But I always give my guests the opportunity to really introduce or repeat or just, you know, let our listeners know what you really want them to take away from your show. So I'll give you a couple minutes and you can have the floor. Well, thank you so much again. I just want to – I really appreciate you. I appreciate just this this platform that you've created to share other people's work. I, that's my intention on my website, which, again, is HillaryFoster.com. Go check it out. You can see more about my story. I share my guides on there. So there's people you can connect with. These are people that I've personally worked with. I can vouch for them. They're legit. Um, Connect with them. There's tons of free stuff on my website as well. There's meditations. There's visualizations. There's a couple eBooks. So for me, it was like, here's some free tools so people can get access, get connected, you know, start your path, like start today. Like there's no time like the present, like you can change in a nano. Can it really, like I just said before, it just takes a decision and then show up and be consistent about it. Just do something, reach out for help. Again, we all need somebody to connect with. We all need somebody to, you know, mentor our, and, and have a, a shared experience so we don't feel alone. Um, yeah, that's really, yeah. So if you're interested too, you can find me on Facebook. I have a live Facebook, uh, my, my ch- it's 10 minute Tuesdays. So 10 minute Tuesdays, um, at 12 o'clock Pacific time, my Facebook page, my public page is Hillary Foster MFT, or you can find me at journey to freedom at 50 on Facebook. I'm also Hillary Foster MFT on Instagram. You can connect with me there. Um, yeah. So I love it. I just, I'm, I'm super excited. Stay tuned for more of my journey. And yeah, next time we'll talk about health and wellness and fitness. And those are my favorite topics too, because that's a big passion of mine. And, and I love, you know, I think being in your fifties, you can be active and healthy and vibrant and sexy and full of life and fun and passionate and all those things. And I want to share that with women. It doesn't, you know, we don't have to, you know, be on the download. So I'm just, I'm just getting ramped up. So. Yes, you are. (laughs) You are. No, you are wonderful. And so now the most, one of the most important questions of the hour, where's the Uh birthday party? What's the birthday party? Oh my gosh. I know I'm going to have, well, my birthday gift to myself, I'm going to (laughs) Europe this summer for, so Mm -hmm. I'll definitely be doing some lives. I'm going to go, yeah, but we're going to, I have to have a, I need to, we need to help start planning that. I'm going to have a big celebration and I got to figure that out and everybody's welcome to join me. I know you had a big birthday celebration. I'm sad I missed that, but um, yeah, no, there'll be a party. There'll be a big, there'll be a big 50 something party. So I, um, yeah, you'll we'll have to stay tuned. It's in the works. Mm-hmm. It's going to be in the worst. I love a good party. 
And I love party planning, just so you know. I love party oh, planning. Do we, we'll do it there. Yes, yes, yes. Because, I mean, 50, uh, you can't have a journey without a party. Yes. That's that's almost sacrilegious. No. I know. You can't do that's, that. That will not be happening. I will be having a big party. <laughs> I will be, and there will be lots of champagne. So, yes. there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Hillary, thank you. I love you, girl. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Ask Sharifa AMA. My pleasure. I love you, too. Talk soon. You are welcome to all our listeners. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us and for tuning in to today's episode of Ask Sharifa AMA. Do me a favor, a personal favor. Go on, check out HillaryFoster.com. We will be back on Monday at the same time. If you are interested in being a guest on Ask Sharifa AMA or for advertising opportunities, feel free to visit my website at AskSharifa.com. Until then, everyone have a blessed weekend. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.